I am deathly afraid of heights. Like, that's one of my things I just don't do well with is heights. Uh, but as scared as I am of heights, I love fishing more. And that comes into play because I love to go fishing with my father-in-law. He is hands down the best trout fisherman I've ever seen. Uh, he can, I can sit in a pool all day just fishing. I don't catch anything first cast. He'll pull out like a huge fish. That's, that's my father-in-law. I love going with him. But his philosophy is that if you can see a road from where you're fishing, you're too close. So that means in order to go fishing with my father-in-law, who lives uh, right at the base of the Rocky Mountains in Colorado, you've got to go into some canyons. And there's this one canyon we like to fish in particular that when you get to the end of the canyon after your long day of fishing, you just hit the sheer rock wall. And there's rapids that go by it so you can't get in the river. The only way out of this canyon is this, there's a ledge that's about four inches wide and there's a, a climbing rope that, it, that someone has taken railroad spikes and hammered into the side of this cliff face. And you have to inch your way along, holding yourself like this. And it gets to a point with, like, to me, it feels like you're 40 feet above the river. I, I took a look this last time. It's probably closer to 20 feet above the river. But I am, I'm scared of heights. So to me, it's 40 feet. And you get up there and not only... You, am I way out of my comfort zone because I'm way up? But you get to this point where there's a blind corner. You can't see around the corner of this rock face. And so you're sitting there, and what you've got to do is you've got to reach around the corner and grab the rope, and then you've got to swing your leg around, but the ledge that you're on doesn't continue on. There's a second ledge that's about two feet down. And so you have to blindly grab the rope, swing that leg around, and then like try and get your foot down to that ledge that's down here. I'm scared, right? This is after a long day of fishing. It had been a great day of fishing. We'd caught a ton of fish. It was my brother, my father-in-law, and myself, and it's time to leave. We've reached the end of the canyon. And I'm sitting up there shaking, and I'm sitting there at that corner just closing my eyes going, there is no trout in the world worth this. Like, this is not, I am not in my happy place. I am scared. And I froze. I froze up at this, this corner. And all of a sudden, I hear my brother's voice. He goes, Dave, I'm here with you. You got this. I'll guide you through it. We can do it. My brother's a rock climber. He does rappelling, all that sort of thing. So he, you know, he went right around that corner, no problem. He's like, Dave, I'm with you. And in that moment, I stopped shaking. My fear went away. My brother's here with me. and He's going to get me through this. He's done it before. He'll help me. And so I was able, obviously I'm here, I was able to reach around, to step down, and to get out of the canyon, and I swore I'd never do it again. I've done it like four times since then. <clears throat> Turns out the trout are worth it. But I, in that moment, I knew I was going to be okay because my brother was with me. And I want to tell you that it's the same way for us, only it's not my brother, it's not your brother, it's God, our Heavenly Father. And He is with us no matter what situation we are in. We're doing this sermon series on Psalm 23. And we're calling it Fear Not. And last week, Pastor Joey opened up verses 1 through 3. And we learned about, you know, the Lord is my shepherd and what that meant. If you're a sheep, you want a shepherd. Because a shepherd takes care of things for you. Right? The shepherd leads you bes beside still waters so you can get a drink. He leads you 
to green pastures so that you have something to eat. In other words, the shepherd provides for you when you're the sheep. And we have God, our Heavenly Father. He is our shepherd. And He will provide for us. And because He provides everything we need, we don't have to be anxious over that. We don't have to be fearful over that. And in fact, He provided for our greatest need by sending His Son Jesus to die on the cross so that our sins could be forgiven. Because of that, we can trust God. We don't have to fear these things because God is our shepherd. He will take care of our needs. So this week we're jumping into verse 4, which Psalm 23 is probably the, the most well-known Bible verse, or psalm ever anyway. Uh, John 3.16 is probably the most well-known Bible verse. But you know this is probably the best-known psalm. And verse 4 is probably the most famous verse out of it. Right? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And it's so famous because it's so powerful. That verse has been uttered by people in hopeless, dangerous situations over and over again, countless times throughout history, and it brings them comfort. It's powerful to do that in their lives. So the question is, why is this verse so powerful? Why is this a verse that is so powerful that even if you are staring at death, it can bring comfort? To you, Even if you are staring at what seems like a hopeless situation, it can still bring comfort to you. Why is it so powerful? Well, let me tell you uh, why it's not powerful, or it is powerful, but it's not because it ignores evil. Okay, Psalm 23 verse 4 does not ignore evil, right? The, song, the illustration didn't start out, even though I'm walking through the valley of rainbows and unicorns and lollipops. No, it's I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. For David, that would be a real place. David, before he was king, before he slayed Goliath, before he was even anointed to be the next king, David was a shepherd. And David was a shepherd in Israel. And when we think about being led by green pastures by our shepherd, right? If you're thinking about Israel, green pasture doesn't exactly come to mind when I think of Israel, right? If you've ever been to Israel, which I have not, but I've seen pictures, it's a desert, right? It is a desert. And the thing about sheep is you cannot leave them in a green pasture for very long. Because what sheep will do is they will eat the grass down to the roots and they will destroy that pasture. And so what a shepherd would have to do is he would have to let his sheep graze for a while, a short amount of time. You know, you can't leave them there months. And then you'd have to move your flock of sheep to another green pasture. Uh, if you know you're in Ireland, that's easy, right? Like Ireland is like one big sheep pasture. I feel like it's beautiful. It's green everywhere. But if you need to move your sheep from one pasture to the next, you're just like moving them a few hundred yards. Okay, that would not be the case in Israel, right? You would have to go a long distance, and you would have to go. You'd have to follow the water, and the water would go through these valleys. And the thing about these valleys were, you know, they were deep. They block out the sun, right? There are shadows there. There's caves where things can hide. Things like bears and lions and robbers that can come and steal the sheep and kill the sheep. And so this is a very real place that we're talking about here. David is using it as an illustration, but it's an illustration he would know and understand well because he had to move sheep through those. He 
what it was like to move sheep through dangerous places. And it would not be helpful for David or anybody to move through those valleys going, there's not really evil here, right? And just ignore it, just skipping along. No, there had to be vigilance. He had to be on guard because the evil there, the things that could do harm to his sheep were very real. It's the same for us in our lives. There is evil out there. We cannot pretend and should not pretend that there's not. I want you to think about the first time you realized that evil was a real thing. That evil was something that could affect you, that could impact you. For me, I, I was 14 years old. I was a freshman in high school. And the Columbine shooting happened. And this was something that was not far off from me because I I lived about four miles roughly from Columbine. About half my high school youth group went to Columbine High School. And so I was actually not in school that day. We were out to lunch with some friends um, when it happened and we saw it on the news. And I remember being scared for my friends and realizing that this is something very different. It's not some war that's far off. Right? It's not even something that's happened. You know, at that point, the first time the World Trade Center had been bombed had occurred uh, in, in the early 90s, but that was far off. That was removed. Here it was in my face, affecting my life. Like, evil was very real. And you know what was not helpful during that time? What was not helpful was people going, it won't happen to you. It can't happen to you. It won't happen again. That wasn't helpful in any way, shape, or form because I'd just seen it happen to my friends. I went to the memorial services. I didn't actually know any of those kids that had died, but I was at those services. I saw how it impacted people, and I knew how it impacted me, and it was not helpful to ignore that and say this isn't evil, this isn't something that happened. That's one of the great things about Psalm 23 is that it's not ignoring evil. It's saying it's there but that we don't have to fear it because God is with us. And that was what helped me when I first was there. You know, my parents would pray with me. I would go to church. My youth pastor would pray with me. We talked about God, even in those circumstances, being there. That's what makes this verse so powerful. Not that evil is fake. Not that evil is some made-up contract. No, evil is real, and it is around us, and it will be around our lives. But we don't have to fear it because God is with us in the midst of it. I want you to dwell on that for just a moment. Just think about that. That God, creator of the universe, is with you in that moment. When you see the evil around you, when it is impacting you, He is with you. He is no less with you then than then He is with you right now. As we're all sitting here on Sunday morning, it's evil, easy rather to, to think God is with us. Right? We're here. We're singing songs. God is with us. But He is no less with us then. God is with you as you face the evils of this world. As you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord is with you. It's a beautiful thing. Know that. Dwell on that. Feel that. What comforts David, he says about the Lord being with him, is that he says, you comfort me for your, or he says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And so David, continuing the illustration of the shepherd, brings in two tools that a shepherd would use, the rod and the staff. 
a shepherd would use a rod to beat and bludgeon whatever came after his sheep. It was there for defense. Right? Something comes after the sheep, he has a weapon. He is going to be able to defend his sheep. And the staff was used to actually correct the sheep themselves, to kind of steer them along the path, right? One starts to wander off, you get that staff, you turn them back the right way. And so I think it's helpful to think of these things David's talking about because it helps us to realize what it means for us to have God with us. What does it mean for us to have God with us in these situations when things are when evil is around us and it's easy for us to to want to lose hope to want to fear God is with us his rod and his staff should comfort us it's what comforted David right David of course who this is a psalm of David uh you know David David and Goliath right that's what comes to mind David is always associated with Goliath it seems like when David was going to face Goliath what comforted him was that God was with him and that he knew God would protect him, right? God, the shepherd has a rod. He will use it. You know, David was uh, not even the strongest of his brothers. He wasn't the biggest of his brothers. David was handsome. David was the youngest and handsome. He was the pretty boy of the group, right? So when David shows up, you're not thinking David's going to go out and slay this giant who's nine feet tall. Right? David wasn't even supposed to be there to fight. David had got sent to the front to bring supplies to his brothers who were fighting. And David gets there and he hears Goliath taunting the Israelites and mocking their God. And David says, I'm going out there. And what David said was not, I'm so great with this sling that I'm going to get him. No, what David said was, when I've been a shepherd and a bear has come after the sheep, the Lord was with me, and I went after the bear, and I struck him down, and I brought that sheep back. When a lion came and took my sheep, the Lord was with me, and I went and I struck that lion down, and I brought that sheep back. And when I go to face Goliath, the Lord will be with me. That is what comforted David, that he had a shepherd who had a rod who would protect him from his enemies. That was what comforted David. And this has been done ultimately for us already by Jesus on the cross. Joey brought up last week that, and it bears repeating that uh, when God spoke to Satan after he had tempted Adam and Eve successfully, right, and Adam and Eve had fallen, God says to the serpent, he says what? He says that the offspring of the woman, there will be strife between you, and you'll strike his heel, but he will crush your head. Great news is that's been done. The offspring has come. It was Jesus, the Son of God, who was God and yet fully man. And He came and He lived the perfect life. He did not sin once and then He died on the cross for us in our place. And He was buried. And at first that might seem like bad news, but the great news is He rose again. He conquered death. He crushed the serpent's head. Our God has protected us from the evil one. He has conquered him. He has defeated him. He is that powerful. And that is the God who is with you. Our God is a shepherd who has a rod and he will use it to protect us. And so we do not need to fear our enemies. We do not need to fear the evil out there because God is with us. Another thing that that brings great fear into people's lives is this fear of, I have to do things perfectly. 
This fear that if I step out of God's will in any way, like I mess one decision up, I get the wrong job or I move to the wrong city, that somehow that if I, I take that one step out, that God's going to abandon me. And I'm going to be left to face the, the evils of this world alone if I do that. And that that will, can bring great fear and great anxiety. I, I, I had a lot of friends in college who were this way, actually. Who were, they were just fearful that one wrong step meant you were suddenly out of God's favor and He was just going to abandon you to the evils of this world. And that can be very scary if you're living like that. But that's not how a shepherd works. That's not how God works. He doesn't go, oh, that sheep's starting to stray. We're just going to let him go and abandon him. It's not what happens at all. He uses that staff. He's going to correct their ways. I love talking to people who have had faith in Jesus for a long amount of time, who have walked lie, their, you know, long lives with Jesus. And a, a story I've heard repeatedly from some of these older saints is that, you know, is about a job they took that they took ultimately for the wrong money. It was not a, a good job or the wrong reason. It was, they took it just to make a bunch of money. And so they, they took this job to, to make as much money as they could, not really worrying about what, was that what God wanted them to do or was that what, you know, the, the job that God was calling them to. And what eventually happens is, well, either one of two things ends up happening to them. One is they get so convicted about what they're doing, they finally just quit. Or number two, they end up getting fired from the job. And they have to go through some financial hardship. But then, as they're older, they look back and they say, that wasn't God abandoning me during that time. When I lost that job, that wasn't God leaving me. That was God correcting me. That was God steering me back. He never left me during that time. He was with me that entire time, putting me back on the path I needed to be on. And so take great comfort in that, that our God is patient with us. He is loving with us. He steers us back onto the path we need to be on when we are we're like sheep right we've gone astray that's kind of the our tendency is to go astray but god our shepherd will bring us back he comes after us he steers us back onto the path we need we don't have to be fearful in those situations you know my my seniors are this way they're they're just so scared that if they choose the wrong college or the wrong major that there's there's no coming back in life, right? And I, I sit there and tell them, look, I switched what college I was going to March of my senior year, and then I went through like three majors while I was there before I graduated. <laughs> like, you know, you'll get on that path. Well, that's the way it is with God in our lives. Like, things can look bad. They can seem like we made the wrong decision and there's no coming back, but that's not true. God steers us back to where we need to be. The God who is with us does that so i want you to take great courage in that this morning and so i also want you to think about what areas it is in in your life that cause you the most anxiety the most fear you know maybe uh it's physical ailments as we go along in life the body doesn't work quite like it used to right injuries last longer you don't bounce back from sickness as well. In fact, a sickness you know you used to wouldn't even miss a day of work from. Now you're missing two, three, four days of work. Or maybe it's to the point where you can't work anymore. And you're actually starting to be faced with your own mortality. And you realize 
hey, the years I have left aren't as many as the years I've had at this point. Right? That can be a really scary place to be when that starts to happen. And you realize the time is short and that you're not, you know, you're, you're not, you're not a spring chicken anymore. It can be a scary place to be. But guess what? You don't have to fear that. Because in that moment, God is with you. God is with you then. He is with you. And even if death comes, even if that's what you're staring at, you do not have to fear death. Because our God has overcome death. Jesus overcame death. We don't have to be afraid of it. And if that's the moment that comes, God is with you then. And the greatest news is, if your faith is in Jesus, when you die, you are with God forever. There's no separation between you and Him at that point. It's a beautiful thing. That's a comforting thing. That should cause us to not fear sickness, not fear death. Maybe you're more like me. You're in an age where you're parenting. Parenting's scary. Parenting is a scary place to be. Right? This is something I struggle with greatly. I fear that one day my kids will be at school and the shooter will be at their school. I fear that there will be boys who try and take advantage of my daughters. I fear that they will give in to the pressure to fit in when they should not. I fear they go to public schools. I fear that they will believe some of the lies that are being taught to them there. Those are all real evils. It doesn't do us any good to pretend like those aren't real things. But what has really helped me is knowing that, you know what, as I raise my children... God is with me. God is with me as I raise them. Not only is He with me, He's with my children. And He's with you as you raise your children. And He is with your children as well. God is there. He is their shepherd. He is our shepherd. He is there to protect us and protect them. So we can take great comfort in knowing that. Or maybe you're still in school. High school, middle school. Middle school was the worst three years of my life. Could not pay me enough to go back through those three years. It was awful. It's terrible. Think of the pressures you have then, and you're just you're young, you're trying to figure out what to do with these pressures, the, the pressures to fit in, the ostracism if you don't. The pressure to get good grades so that you can get into that school and get that scholarship so that you're not starting out life in debt and you're going to be a slave to that debt till you're 40. Like when you're 14, you're like, what? Already? That's what I'm staring at? It's a scary place to be. Maybe that, you know, for you, the valley of the shadow of death is from when you get out of your car to when you walk to your locker. And you know you're just in a place you don't want to be surrounded by your enemies surrounded by evil things. Right? But God is with you then, just as He is with you now. And He loves you, and He is for you, and He is going to protect you. So Restoration Road, what situation that you're in, what hard place is it that you're in or you're going to be in that might cause you to fear? Let me tell you, fear not, because God is with you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank You that You are the God who is with us. 
You are not a God who is far off. You are not a God who just left us on our own, but you are with us every step of the way, Lord. There's nothing going on in our lives that you do not know. Lord, I pray for those of us who are struggling, Lord, with fear, with anxiety, as we look at the evils that are in this world, would you be with us? Would you make your presence known to us, Lord? Would your spirit just be in our hearts and in our minds, letting us know that you are with us then? Would we take comfort in that, Lord, and not fear, but instead have faith in what you are doing, Lord, and in what you have done through your son, Jesus? God, cause us to walk lives that we can look around us and we can shine a light of hope, the light of the gospel into these dark areas because we don't fear them, because we know you are with us, Lord. God, we pray those things in Jesus' name. Amen.